welcome back listeners uh today we have a very exciting episode we're gonna be going over our uh our, our ranking our top rookies for this class um before we get into that though uh we just watched uh well just watched it was like three days ago uh wild card weekend or super wild card weekend sorry um and wanted wanted to get some takeaways that you guys found from the previous weekend. Did you, you, did you guys have any major takeaways, whether it be from fantasy or just like real football? Uh, Brock Purdy's the goat. Facts. Holy shit, Trevor Lawrence! My heart can't take much more, man. <laughs> yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Man, I've never like he played so bad the first half, and then he played so good the second half. It was really weird. Yeah. Bro remembered it was Saturday. True. Then um, my takeaway was the Ravens are probably screwed if they don't sign Lamar. Like that, 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 that uh, team basically has no hope. Um, and then Josh Allen might need to be studied in a lab because that guy kind of has a bit of a bozo gene. Josh Allen's bipolar. <laughs> there's no like there's like two people living inside of him. One has like no idea what's going on and the other's like prime Tom Brady. He, he Josh Allen has never played an okay game in his life. It's either really good, is either he's the best quarterback in football or he's like rookie year Josh Allen. There's no in between. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much like spot on. That's all there is. Man. So weird. <laughs> Vikings did it again. That's their yeah. takeaway. Daniel Jones might be the greatest quarterback of all time. Is another takeaway I have. <laughs> um, I mean, Brian Dable. I don't. I don't know what this guy does to quarterbacks, but like, he's got the secret sauce. He's cooking up with freaking Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James. Richie James and Kenny uh, G. <laughs> Kenny Galladay and Darius Slayton, like, imagine what they do with like a real wide receiver. That'd be crazy. But um, unless you guys have any more takeaways, no, I think we're gonna get into these rankings. So the 2023 class, uh, we had officially everyone declare last Monday or Tuesday. There were some scares about uh. CJ Stroud and like Quentin Johnston, but everyone that we thought would declare uh eventually did. And um yeah, we're gonna be going over our rankings today. Um I'm not sure how many you guys did, but like top twenty ish, depending on how far you, you did your rankings out. And um while you're talking about them, if you have an interesting comp, feel free to uh say it, I guess. Uh, you don't have to do it for every one of them. But without further ado, does anyone want to go first? Uh, otherwise, I can. I would defer to you. Okay. All right. So my tier one of one, or I guess tier zero, is Bijan. I mean, he's just the clear one of one in my eyes. He's pretty much generational in every sense of the word. Great pass catcher, probably going to get first-round draft capital. Um, just a really good running back overall. And then my tier below that, I also just have one player, 
I just have Bryce Young. Him and Stroud are tough for me to rank. Um, I think in terms of real life, they're like probably pretty similar. But like, I just think Bryce has a more um, favorable skill set for fantasy. In terms of a comp for Bryce, I, I see some like really small Joe Burrow in him. Like he's not like he's not like a Kyler Murray athlete, um, but he he's got he's got that sneaky athleticism to him that we know Joe Burrow has for other reasons. Um, but yeah, Bryce, I really like what he brings. He's he's like a freaking magician at Alabama. It's really fun to watch him play. Um, and the next tier, I have C.J. Stroud and J.S.N. The two uh osu boys um i will say if stroud shows that he's like like that georgia game that was a different cj stroud than we saw a year like he was like evading tacklers he was you know he's putting the juice on people he was running out of the pocket he had like 70 or so yards rushing which is really impressive um my comp for stroud would be like i don't know like jared goff with like more upside more upside Jared Goff. Like, he's, like, a really good pocket passer. Um, and he showed he could, uh, you know, be escape, escapable, I guess, have escapability. And then JSN, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in this class. Um, just really good all, over, all around. Um, I think in terms of, like, a play style comp, he kind of reminds me of, like, Amon Ra a little bit. Like that slot wide receiver that can play outside. Um, so I really like JSN. And then in the next tier down, I have guys like Quentin Johnston, Jameer Gibbs, Anthony Richardson, Josh Downs, Jordan Addison, Zach Evans, Zach Charbonnet, and Will Levis. So Quentin Johnston, I mean, he's just he's just a freak. Uh absolute yak god, and he's huge. Kind of has, like, a little, like, DK Metcalf in his game with, like, how athletic he is. Um, and then Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is, like, a really freakishly good pass catcher. Um, but he's not he's not great between the tackles. That's not really what his strength is. So because of that, he kind of reminds me a bit of, like, Austin Eckler, where I think he could be, like, a PPR monster. And then... Anthony Richardson is probably like gonna be like the biggest um discrepancy, I guess, in rankings this year. Uh some people like the upside, some people look at the like like look at the box scores and say like he he can't he he's not a good quarterback. I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I think he I think people look at him and just see like another Malik Willis type situation where like He's basically just an athlete um, that can throw far, but I think Anthony Richardson is a lot more developed than Malik. Like, if you look at the Titans when they had Malik out, like they literally didn't want him to throw the ball, and that's because he like could not read NFL defenses. Um, it's kind of the same with like Zach Wilson in New York. Like, they just don't want him to throw the ball because they know he'll do something stupid. And I don't really see that from Richardson. I think he does a good job of like stepping up in the pocket, reading defenses and using his eyes to like manipulate coverage a little bit. Um I just think he needs like 
mechanical help, I guess I'd say. So it, it'll depend on coaching for me, but I'm reasonably high on Anthony Richardson. And then Josh Downs. Josh Downs is really fun. Uh, he's like, hmm. who, who's a good comp for Josh Downs? Kind of like Elijah Moore-ish. Like, I know Elijah Moore had an awful season, but like what we thought Elijah Moore would be, I guess. Like this like super electric slot receiver. Um, I'm hoping Josh Downs can go to like the Chargers or something because they need, they need someone who's not like 40 years old or can run like faster than like a 4-7. And then Jordan Addison, he's probably like... I think like real like like um like actual football scouts probably have him wide receiver one just because he probably has the most like all around skill set. Reminds me a lot of like Devonte uh, Smith, just like small but like really good route runner. Um, but uh, I think I th- he's all around really good. But I like some other receivers more than Zach Evans. Zach Evans is just like. He's just good at everything about being a running back. Um, there's really no flaw in his game to the point where, like, he's kind of a boring prospect, honestly. He's just, like, so good, it's, like, boring. Nothing really stands out with Zach Evans, but, like, nothing really, both in a good and bad way. Like, he's probably the most well-rounded running back in this class besides uh, Bijan. Then Zach Charbonnet. Charbonnet is just a tank. Like he said, he said he can run a four three, and he's like two hundred thirty pounds. Uh, I don't really believe that though. Uh, but he kind of reminds me of like early career Joe Mixon, where like Joe Mixon, not the most elusive guy, but he was just huge and fast. He could just run some people over, um, and that's kind of what I get from Charbonnet. Then Will Levis. I don't really like Will Levis, but like. He's a quarterback. He sh- he'll probably get first round draft capital. Probably get top ten, honestly. And uh, I I have to put him in round one. So that's that, that's me doing that. So that was my top twelve. And the rest of them, I I have in like the second round range. I have uh, Keishawn Boutte, Ken- Zay Flowers, Kendra Miller, Tank Bigsby, Jalen Hyatt, Sean Tucker, Michael Mayer. Devon A. Chain and Mohammed Ibrahim. Ibrahim. I don't know if I said that right. Um, so Boutte, kind of a weird story with him. Uh, I, I hope the NFL doesn't devalue him because of that. Uh, Zay Flowers is kind of similar to Josh Downs, like this really electric slot receiver. Um, everyone else, I don't really have a good comp for like Miller or Tank or Hyatt or really tucker uh michael mayer though he's kind of like zach Ertz, where like he's not at all athletic but like he's just really good at finding uh the holes and zones and like sitting down and then devon a chain i really hope the nfl likes this guy because he is lightning in a bottle um he's so fast and so like underratedly powerful um I really like him, but again, I, he's really small, so I don't know how the NFL will look at A-Chain. Then Mohamed Ibrahim, he's kind of an underrated one. He's from Pitt. I really like his game. Uh, 
He's a really good all-around running back. I don't know how the NFL will like him, though, so might have to move him down with draft capital. But, yeah, those are my, um, what, top five tiers? One, two, three, four. Yeah, five. Those uh, the rankings aren't really, uh, like, set in stone, but I would definitely pay attention to the tiers right now. And, yeah, those are mine. Yeah, I think uh, something to note is it's kind of hard to just outright rank these guys without, yeah. like, without the combine and then also the draft. You know, yeah. like, we're, we're going off of college statistics and their athletic profile. So that's why, like, the tiers, like, definitely help. Like, that's probably the best way to break them down. Yeah, obviously these are subject to change as well. Mm-hmm. Goes without saying. Like, specifically the Will Levises of this draft. I mean, like, it just, like, that's, like, the part that's so hard for me is, like, Will Levis and, like, these fringe guys, I guess. I, like, yeah. I don't like Will Levis at all. Like, I don't think he's good, but, like, I know the NFL is going to like him. Yeah. All right. If uh, Nick or Michael don't want to go, I, like, I could go. Yeah, go for it. All right. All good. So, number one is, uh, like, it's obviously Bijan. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time, just generational guy, like James said. Uh, but then I kind of personally, I, like, totally get, like, what James did with, like, Bryce Young being in his own tier. But I kind of have him and Stroud together. For me, like, I would kind of give Bryce the edge just because like he is more like likable for fantasy for lack of a better word, just that dual threat. And then Stroud, as James said, like with the Georgia game definitely showed more like elusiveness in the pocket. And that, you know, like that's something like we didn't really or, like more playmaking too, in terms of like just on his feet, something we didn't really see the past two years, like as much as we would have liked to, but he just showed he could do it. So I'll move on from those guys uh, to the next tier. Um, personally, my my next tier, I have like this isn't like in a like a strict ranking or anything, but I got Jordan Addison, uh, kind of at the top right now. I just think like personally, like I really do think like Jackson Smith and Jigba has it still. But thing is with his injury, like I don't want to, I, I can't put him above some of these guys right now until like we see him at the combine. So Jordan Addison obviously had a great year with uh, Caleb Williams and you know, he, I mean like it was a little bit of a down year. He missed three games, but he's got a, like a good size and he like kind of broke out in his freshman year and declared as a junior. So those are things you like to see. So that's like kind of why I have him at the top of this tier, right? As of right now. And then moving on, like I got Quentin Johnson. Like same thing like James said. Kind of a freak kind of a freakish athlete. With I'm really excited to see what he does at the combine. Uh the size is elite and he definitely has produced at TCU. So I think that's all like we really have to say there. But moving on, I got Jameer Gibbs. Again, like he really does have that like Almost Austin, like James said, Austin Eckler type of upside. Uh, just like really good receiving stats for college. And uh, and he's, he's got good rushing stats too. So can, like the upside is just ridiculous with him. And I'm really excited to see where he ends up going in the draft, obviously. 
And then now, like, I got Jackson Smith and Jigba. He had a freak season last year. Like, even being, like, the so-called, like, number three at OSU, like, 1,600 yards is crazy. Uh, just, like, his his last year at OSU, obviously, he didn't get on the field as much as we would have liked. And I don't know. I would have, personally, like, I would have an easier time ranking him higher, as I said, if I had seen him this year as that alpha type. But I definitely still believe in him. And then in this tier, like, I kind of have him a little higher, but I got Michael Mayer. Uh, I think he's shown a lot of promise, like, at Notre Dame, uh, like, two 800 receiving yard seasons in a row. And maybe it's, like, partially, like, the tight end landscape is so dry from year to year. So, like, maybe I'm a little inclined to rank him a little higher. But I think this guy, like James said, like, he can find the holes. And I think, like, He's not like a freak athlete, but what he's like, his play style is going to translate well to the NFL. Like, if he gets in an offense, they'll use him, obviously. So, I like, I really like Michael Mayer. So, I'm happy putting him here. And I'll maybe I'll overdraft him in some leagues. But uh, moving on to like my next kind of tier, this is like best way to describe this tier is like kind of the tiers, tier of unknown. Like, it's going to depend a lot on the. What is it? The combine and the draft. So starting it off, Anthony Richardson definitely has shown a lot in terms of like athleticism. Um, I know the like the passing isn't great. Um, I think it's better than like what we saw with Malik Willis and the rushing is like definitely there. So I'm excited to see where he goes, but I think there's a good chance he'll be sitting behind someone just for the first year. We'll just have to wait and see. And then after him, I got Marvin Mims. Like, really, I'm going to, like, stress, like, this tier isn't, like, in a, like, a strict ranking at all. It very, like, very fluid. Like, it can move, like, pretty easily. But I got Marvin Mims. Um, kind of had a little bit of a breakout in his freshman year with 610 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, and he's produced every year since then. And he declared for the draft as a junior. So, you know, there's things we like to see. His high school, like, I'm looking at player profiler right now. His high school 40 time was a 4-6, and his height's like 5-9. That's not something you want to see. So we're really going to have to see at the combine what he scores if he, like, chooses to participate. But, yeah, let's move on from him. Uh, I got Josh Downs, too. This, this guy is, like, he seems like a stud. Um, it's just going to depend on landing spot kind of had a little bit of a down year, missed two games, but I think like, there's not really much to like ding this guy for. He lost his quarterback and Sam Howell this year also. And he's like still produced like really good numbers, actually like a thousand yard rec- receive thousand receiving yards, 11 touchdowns, you know, wasn't it All for right. downs that they, we have like his track times. I'm played- looking at player profiler and I haven't seen. Okay, uh, I do have some uh, you know it. sources from uh, uh, Draft Network. Uh, as a junior, he clocked in uh, four four seven uh, forty, and then he uh, had a forty two vertical. What a menace! <laughs> he he might be moving up the rankings with that. Yeah, and he finished in mind, but uh, I want to see like what he does at combine and all that. Yeah, he finished third in the state triple jump and fourth in the long jump when he was a junior in high school. Damn! So he just. Just complete, an athlete, basically. Yeah, complete just, dynamic and explosive. Just absolutely crazy. 
Do you have his uh, well, uh, run after catch stats on a player profile? No, they don't. I mean, you have to pay for like yeah. the extra like analysis stuff. So I personally don't have that. Yeah, I don't have that either. But anyways, I'm gonna move on just so we can get to you guys with plenty of time. Uh Keishon Butte. Very we've talked about it. It's definitely a odd situation going on there. Um, I like to think that he's still got it. I don't see why he wouldn't. Just like LSU was pretty bad, like especially like the last two seasons. So not really much else to say. It's just like he had that like breakout year in his freshman year, so that's why like a lot of people are gonna hold out hope for him. Like including myself. And like he has that uh like according to player profiler four three seven forty time. Like it's not make or break for receivers, but I mean that definitely helps. And then <clears throat> also in this tier, like James, I'm not a big fan of this dude, but Will Levis. Uh if he gets drafted early, like James said, like it's going to move him up the rankings, unfortunately. Uh, I think a lot of people compare him to, like, Josh Allen and, like, all kinds of ridiculous comps. And, like, those are just really, like, outlandish because you can't predict something like that. And the chance, like, chances are he's more likely to miss as a prospect. But it's just going to be, have to, like, we're going to have to see where he goes because, like, someone like this, you want to go to a situation where they'll develop him well, like they did with Josh. You know, like put them in high success situations. Moving forward, next guys are like all running backs in this tier. So just bear with me. Um, they're a little hard to rank because you know they kind of have like I, I feel like most of them had like a strong June like second year and then the third year like kind of dipped a little bit and then like some of them like you know had their normal progression. But I got Sean Tucker. Um, let's do like, depends what you classify as a breakout. Like he had a 600 yard season in his rookie year at, uh, Syracuse. And, uh, you know, he's got like definitely getting some receiving work, obviously nothing like Jameer Gibbs, but I mean, also like a plus side, Michael like reminded me of his Twitter and it is hilarious. And obviously that's not super relevant, but you know, got to bring that up and, yeah, just looking at his stats, like his second year, 1496 rushing yards with 255 receiving yards. Like that that's crazy. Like for college. And then uh moving on from Sean Tucker to the next running back I got I got Tank Bigsby. Love the name. Dude had like an even better breakout like breakout season than Sean Tucker with like his freshman year, eight hundred thirty four rushing yards. Uh he's got good size. He's six foot. Would like to see him put on a maybe a little more weight because his BMI is like not super high with the two oh four. Um and then like his forty times his four four five five. Um hopefully he gets like that comes down just a little bit for me to feel a little better at heart about him. Don't see like why it wouldn't though. Cause these are high school measurements for the forty time. And then I got Devin A chain. Um James talked about this guy too. There is the height concern, like the and just general size concern, but he he is like he is a really good player and he definitely has like really good upside. It's just we're gonna have to see what situation he ends up in. Like this is a guy that like it there's like some of these guys that's just like more so where they're drafted for me. 
because obviously we know draft capital matters a lot, but he's definitely someone I'm excited for. Then this next guy, next guy I got, you know, Kendra Miller, TCU running back, really good size, uh, produced really well, especially this year. You know, TCU balled out until the championship. Um, you know, not like crazy in the receiving game, but like is a, a really good runner. Moving on from Kendra, we got Zach Evans to uh, finish out this tier. Um, same thing, like decent size. Uh, kind of broke out in his sophomore year and like didn't have the best receiving stats. It's going to be more, like even more than like A chain, like dependent on where he goes, and, like w- when he's drafted. Um, it's almost like kind of like, I don't know, like some of the stats are similar between the two. So it's just going to be interesting. Uh, moving on from him and that tier, um, just like like four more guys that I have like kind of in this last tier. Um, I got Rasheed Rice starting this one. I like him. I like what he's done as like a college like athlete. Um, it's just a little concerning because he had his, uh, like he played his senior year. Um, it's not make or break. You know, there's, like good players have done that but you know it's like smu is not like a big school either so again not make or break just like something that makes me want to watch him a little more when it comes to combine and draft time uh and then like kind of update my rankings as that goes along i mean he's got good size too though so we'll see and then i got zach charbonnet again like it's just him staying till his senior year. I, he played at Michigan for his first two years. So maybe it's unfair to like dock him for that. He had a really good junior and senior year. Um, senior year, like this past year, like was used in the receiving game and put up 1,300 rushing yards. So like that's like good to see, obviously. Obviously, I don't believe in his uh, 40 yard dash that James said that he claims to have ran. Uh, yeah, if he, I mean, if he does run that, we might be looking at one of the best prospects ever. And then, um, last two, I got Cedric Tillman. Uh, got hurt like halfway through the year, so it's well, he had his breakout in his fourth year, so he's not like really the ideal prospect. But you know, like this kind of this late in the rankings, uh, I think like he's a decent enough like prospect to like me like make me want to draft and like a late second, third round area. And then, yeah, I mean, I just wish we could have seen him finish out this, uh, his fifth year to be specific with that. And then I got Jalen Hyatt too, to finish that out. Um, he's got good size. Um, obviously had a great year, 1200 receiving yards. Uh, only issue is like, he didn't really produce until this year. So that's concerning in this, like in the sense that you'd like a, earlier breakout but i mean this year he had a like he had a decent like target share 21 percent like this is like not like jumping off the stat sheet but you know it, it's pretty good for this range i would say yeah that that's like kind of my rankings at this point in time um i'm curious does i haven't gotten to look yet did hendon hooker declare for the draft uh let me because i i know like that. He did. Yeah. I'm so he tore didn't he tear his ACL? Like Yeah. Yeah. He won't even be good to go for the combine, most likely, right? 
I feel like he tore it like kind of later in the season. It was like that was the the South Carolina game, right? November. November twentieth. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he's definitely not going to be ready for the combine. Yeah, I really liked Hooker before that point in the season, and I want to see what happens with him. But like, that's just going to be someone I watch. I don't really have like big plans to be drafting him. It's just going to depend. And then Zay Flowers was someone like I kind of struggled with too. Like just another one. Like he's definitely produced in college. Uh, I believe this was his senior year. Like he had like he so he like broke out in his sophomore year and then like kind of you know had a little bit of a decline junior year and then Purdue senior. I guess like he wanted to have like a strong production year before declaring. I like like I still like him and like I'll probably move him up in the rankings just because college dominator rating so high it's just you know kind of just tough to like find a good spot for him yeah those those are my rankings like kind of broken down into tiers definitely not perfect yet but you know we working on that as the off season progresses right uh, if that's you all you have to uh say for now i guess i can go next uh i don't really have mine broken out into tiers yet i just more or less have them ranked uh, one to twenty at the moment, but I can uh, try to shed some thoughts on certain ranks. Uh, as we know, Bijan is number one unquestionably. He's just too generational, and we've already talked so much about him. Uh, I have Bryce Young at two. I am kind of worried about his height, but he's a threat, and we've seen so much of him. I just think that teams are just—it's mostly guaranteed already that he's going to be the one-one. So there's definitely all the capital behind that it needs to be. Uh, I like Stroud, especially uh, in the Georgia game. I really enjoyed watching him. Uh, then, then I have a at four. I actually have a Jameer Gibbs. I guess that would be in the same sort of a tier as I have for Jordan Addison and uh, Quinton Johnson. Uh, one second. I do like. I really like uh, Gibbs. Ex- Gibbs explosiveness, at, as well as if has. has Sorry, <laughs> as well as his athleticism, I feel like he's going to be really transformed to any offense he goes to. We've already done the comparisons to uh, Austin Eckler, and I do really think that's just going to add value to whatever team he goes to. Uh, then, one second, let me pull, just grab my list. And for Quinn Johnson, he's just prototypical. Like you look at him, freaking six foot four, two hundred fifteen pounds. What more could you want? And this. He can just go anywhere he wants with that size. He's actually pretty fast for his size, which is great. And he can routinely just get open. And I think that's just going to be how to pay for defenses when he gets into the league. And with with Jordan, we've all seen who he is. Uh, I really like his ability to... He always seems to consistently separate. Just always seems to be a really good route runner. And he's... Definitely a high volume target, so I definitely think he'll be uh, just proved to be great in the NFL. Uh, Jackson Jigma, we know who he is. Just wish that we could have seen more of him. Sadly, that just couldn't happen this year. Uh, then after that, I have Michael Mayer, which uh, I definitely agree with Alex. He's definitely really has that easily translatable skill uh, in the NFL. Like he'll just be able to get in there and just immediately go and. Uh, both James and Alex talked about you set him in the zone he's just going to be a mismatch for anybody in the center of the field he just has the great ball skills and he can always come down with those contested 
types of catches in the center of the field. Then I guess I have a, a tier of like Will Levis, Butte, and uh, Josh Downs. I'm I'm so weird. Like I don't know what to think about Butte. You know, at this point, like who knows what to think about him? And Levis, that all just decides about where he goes, as you guys said. Jesse's too much of a developmental prospect for me to really think anything else about him besides that. Josh Downs, we said, as I said earlier, he has outrageous athletic ability. Really enjoyed watching him at uh, North Carolina. However, hasn't he had quite a few drops? I haven't watched all of his games, but I've always heard that's a bit of a problem for him. But then again, all throughout preseason, they always said Chase had a problem with drops, and now look at him. Has really good ability uh, to run after a catch, which we've talked about routinely before. That's one of the most easy, like easily translatable skills for wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, then I actually have uh, Zach Evans and uh, Sean Tucker. I really like Tucker. I think he's just really fun and great. I love seeing like his uh, tweets after the after every single game he plays and saying. Hey, I did this well. I like this. I just think that's so funny for no reason at all. And then for uh, <clears throat> Zach Evans, he's really quick on his acceleration, and he really has that sort of burst speed that you like to see in the uh, running back. Sorry. And he he just has, like, such a, like, big playmaking ability. Uh, one second. I have a stat I'm trying to find. Yeah, I, I can't see the stat, but he is just a really good job being able to make a vertical cut and get through the hole. He's He has a really good ability to actually identify holes for his uh, – it just helps him so much, and that's really going to be good when he goes into the NFL. Then I have uh, Anthony Richardson. I haven't watched him too much, so I can't give too much of an opinion. Just he has good arm strength, and he's a dual threat, and I – but my main thing is just haven't seen much of him. And I've heard that he doesn't have, he has some interesting accuracy issues, but he has all the great physicality that we want to see from a dual threat quarterback. He's six foot four, 230 pounds, just complete giant and physical nightmare. Uh, then I have uh, uh, Rashi Rice, uh, Rashi Rice, and uh, Marvin Mims. So Rashi, uh, he has really good size and athleticism. I just feel like whatever offense he goes to, he's going to want to be that alpha receiver. And with his physicality, he's just going to be able to completely win after the catch and would uh, has always shown consistent de uh, development every single year in college. Then I have a, a few. I have Tank Bigsby, which, as Alex said, you love the name. He's just a beast. One second. I have a slide of him here somewhere. One second. I have like 300 tabs in Google open, so it's taking me a second. Yep, oh, there it goes. You must be in college. Yeah, half these tabs are actually from homework tonight. <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah, so with Tank, as uh, Alex explained, at, in his freshman year, he had 10 games, and he had uh, 830 yards on 138 attempts. At six yards a carry in his first showing in college, that kind of uh, just that kind of efficiency is insane for your first appearance. 
which I think will be great for when he actually reaches the NFL. And then I have a uh, one second nerd tab. Where's the receivers? I have Jalen Hyatt, but I'm just trying to read the stats that I had. Okay, when can I guess I have to refine it on the page? Yep, there it is. Yeah, so he's six foot, has uh, what you like the physicality, weight I feel could be a bit better, but he's great. He's a brilliant deep threat uh, receiver. He has good hands, and uh, just really at any route, he's going to be really, really good. He just exploded onto the scene this year, uh, this year as we all saw. And then as my last uh, ranking, I have a A-chain, which I swear I s- it's deleting like half my pages. There it is. Yeah. He has a great big playability, which here I have a set. He returned uh, 20 kicks in college, and on all those he added more than 31, had an average of 31 yards, and even took two of them for uh, back for touchdowns. So he just has this ability to create big plays out of nowhere. His elusiveness is insane. His versatility will be really good in any system you put him in. However, my only issue is he's 5'9", and about uh, 190, which I guess for five minutes, okay. But I just, his height just seems like an issue for me. And that's uh, my 20 ranked uh, players. I don't really have them in tiers, but I guess you can kind of uh, guess their tiers similar to how Alex and James set up their tiers. Good stuff. Nick? All right, yeah, I can go. Uh, so 101, I know everybody has Bijan, and I think I do. And for one quarterback, obviously Bijan, but I think if it's a smaller league, like 10-man, I would definitely take Bijan. But if it's like a league that's like 14 people, I would consider taking Stroud or Bryce Young over Bijan just because I think quarterback is so much more important in a bigger league and just that quarterback's a much more important uh, position than running back. Uh, I know everybody says that Bijan's like the one, and I think he's the best player, but you also have two, what people are saying, like generational quarterbacks. I don't think he's the absolute clear-cut number one pick. Um, So I kind of have them all three lumped together, and like I like and dislike certain things about each. I think Bijan's about as good of a running back prospect as you can be, but he is just a running back, and there just aren't that many teams anymore that just like give running backs to the load that they used to get. Uh, And then I really like Bryce young. uh, And I think that like how productive he was in college when he really didn't have like an alpha receiver this year. Uh, He had Jameson Williams last year, obviously like in his prime uh, before he got injured. Uh, But you can also say that like the BAM offense schemed things open for him. And just the biggest concern for me isn't his height is a concern, but it's more so his weight because Kyler and like Russell Wilson, and he's like the same height as like Tua and Drew Brees. And they like have been shown to like, you know, be fine in the NFL. But I don't know if like people want to say that Bryce Young can be this like super escapable quarterback. And I mean, he could be, but like when you're only like 195 pounds, like I don't, especially on like a bad team, probably like where he's going to be drafted. You know, I don't know how many hits he can take throughout a season and still just be like 
running for first downs and everything. So I don't know if like that upside's there for him. And I think he's the second best passing quarterback in this class behind Stroud. And my biggest concern for Stroud uh, was just like, his mobility because I'm an Ohio State fan and I've watched every game of him and he just that man is not moving. He does not move. But like you, we saw in the Georgia game, like my my comp for uh, my comp for CJ Stroud going into the Georgia game was like Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins, probably better. And now it's probably like Joe Burrow, but maybe not. He doesn't have as much game sense. Like maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I don't really know. Um, but like just accuracy and mobility wise, like I think he's probably going to be around like what Joe Burrow currently is. And so I kind of have those three just lumped together in one tier. Uh, I'd be completely fine having any of them in Superflex. Obviously, one quarterback I'm taking, uh, Bijan. And then for my next person after that, I have Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm not concerned about this injury because I don't know if how bad hamstrings linger year to year. I feel like it's more so like, in in se- especially for young people, I think it's like one season, like the hamstrings will keep coming back. But if you have a long enough period, like it'll go away. Uh, I think that like obviously there's players who have them like for longer than that, like Kadarius Tony, or like what was what was his name? Uh, Trey Waynes. That guy was just always injured. Um, so I'm really I believe that that injury shouldn't be anything to worry about. Um, just he reminds me I've, i'm not the first person to make this comp he reminds me of keenan allen like he isn't the fastest guy especially probably come the combine he's probably going to run like a four or five maybe late four or five but i think that like he's sneakily sneakily fast like how keenan allen is like they're both just quick and he has like breakaway runs and everything uh so i think he's my number one run wide receiver in this draft uh, and then my number two after that is Jordan Addison. Uh, I think the he's just really, really good. Like he, I, there's he's kind of a smaller receiver. I don't know his weight, but it's probably around like a little heavier than Devonte Smith. So that could be something to watch out for. But I think as Devonte Smith has showed, like it isn't the be all end all for wide receivers. Um, after Jordan Addison, I have Jameer Gibbs, uh, and he kind of reminds me of like Deandre Swift. Uh, as everybody said, he's a great receiving back. Uh, I think he'd be really, really good for fantasy. Uh, after that, I have Quentin Johnson. I didn't really like what I saw from Quentin Johnson in the playoffs. Like obviously against Georgia, he got completely shut down. Uh, but like, so did the entire TCU offense. So like you could say, I didn't look into the tape and only looked at the box score. So you could, it could potentially be like, he's their only receiving threat and he's getting bracketed. So that could be the reason, but against Michigan, like he really only had two plays and then he was shut down for the rest of it. Like there was one play where he was like completely wide open and that was just a touchdown and that really doesn't show if you're good or not. And then there was another where he like caught like some 30 yard pass not really contested and then like got tackled but i like just didn't see like the dominance we saw of quentin johnson earlier in the season that had him like on everybody's radar was like these crazy end zone contested catches 
and I guess it just like regressed and we just never saw that again. Uh, so I still have him up high because he's just still like a physical monster, but I just didn't like, I don't see the hype as of late. And then after the, this is, I only have like a few more that I really know what I'm talking about with, but with Will Levis, I actually did extensive research into Will Levis because I'm a certified, maybe the biggest Will Levis hater. Um, I don't really have anything against him as a person other than the fact that he puts mayo in in coffee. Uh, I don't... Why does he do that? Um, but, so, obviously, he's just, like, one of the least productive. So, I compiled some stats uh, specifically for first-round quarterbacks since 2014, 2015, maybe. All first-round quarterbacks, I compiled their weight at the combine and their best yards per game in a season with at least 10 games. And actually all of them had at least 10 games, except maybe Trey Lance. Um, and what was interesting was that like the very top uh, for the passing yards per game was like Mahomes, Burrow and CJ Stroud next actually. And you'd think that that's like really, really good. But then the people after that are like, uh, Dwayne Haskins, Mac Jones, and Jared Goff, and Josh Rosen, Baker. So it's really like having a ton of passing yards per game, I guess, is good, but just being productive isn't enough. When you look at the least productive passing yards per game of like first round quarterbacks, uh, the bottom five are Josh Allen, Will Levis, uh, Anthony Richardson, Carson Wentz, and Trey Lance. And what all of them have all together is that they're well. Actually, Will Levis and Richardson being perspective first-rounders, but still in the bottom five. Just like the only people who get drafted who have extremely low production are, you know, like people who are physical monsters. And the only person that's really worked out in the NFL and like has been extremely unproductive is Josh Allen. And as everybody said before, like Josh Allen is the exception so, like, you can't just say, like, oh, he's like Josh Allen. But the fact that Josh Allen did happen was because, like, he just had zero quarterback skill. And so I just don't know if Will Levis could be good. Like, he could be good. But, like, the fact that he was this unproductive, like, I would hope. I don't know, like, how technically refined he is. But, like, for his sake, I hope he, like, has zero technical refinement. And, like, somebody could take him and develop him into being good. Worst case scenario for him is that he has like a really good QB coach that like has all the mechanics shown to him and like and everything and he's just still garbage. Like I just don't know. And we're gonna hear more about that at draft time because that's what scouts actually look into. Uh so he's a really polarizing player. I still have him up high because he's gonna be a quarterback with first round draft capital and would probably be pretty uh productive. Uh, at least running the ball, so you have that upside. And then moving on, I really have a few more I'm going to talk about. Uh, so I have Kayshawn Butte after. He's kind. Of, he's pretty much the Will Levis of wide receivers. Like this, uh, in terms of at least this last year, was just very unproductive. Um, but he wasn't really in a good offensive system either. Um, was surprised that he was going to go back into the into college and then came back for reasons you look up on your own but uh i just don't know if he'll be good or not 
I don't think you can be that good and then just absolutely fall off. So I'm going to hope that it was just like a down year uh, for the LSU offense in total. So I'll buy into that upside. At 10, I have Anthony Richardson kind of along the same way of... He's pretty much the same prospect to me as Will Levis. Just like, I hope he has no technical refinement or anything because you need that room to grow to be actually good. Um, But just still having that rushing upside and probably first-round draft capital. And then after that, I have Jalen Hyatt. I ha- Even though he was the Bolitnikoff, like, I think most of his yards and everything were just on go routes. And I can't name another good receiver that was only good at go routes in college. So I don't know. And then after that, I have Michael Mayer. Uh, especially, he'd be higher in tight end premium. Like, if you watch Notre Dame uh, football... Like, I'm sorry, like, they're super mid. But, like, Michael Mayer is just, like, always being called on the offense. And I think he'd probably be a pretty good... He kind of reminds me of, like, Dalton Schultz and Dallas Goddard. So if you can just get, like, that type of player, like, with a late first, that'd be really, really good. So I would probably... I could definitely see him being even higher. And that's really all the people I've, like, done extensive research into. Uh, so I'm not really going to comment on any of the others. All right. Sounds good. By the way, um, I think Xavier Hutchinson deserves a mention. Um, I'm looking at PFF right now. And on the 2022 college football season, uh, he is the eighth ranked wide receiver in the in the country, right behind uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., who I've heard he's pretty good. So. Oh, Iowa State, Xavier Hutchinson, uh, he deserves a shout-out. Iowa State getting some studs in the league. Brock Purdy, obviously, but also this dude named Brees Hall. Uh, but, uh, yeah, those are all of our rankings. Overall, I'd say, like, this class is really deep, especially yeah. running back. Um, 2022 was, like, extremely top-heavy. Like, we did our, um, did our 2022, like, uh, end of year review a couple weeks ago and like there were really only like seven ish guys that you'd like really want on your dynasty team i think it's almost like the complete opposite with this class like there's a bunch of just like guys that are like in the same kind of tier in terms of talent they're all good at different things but like in terms of like nfl talent they're probably more so level than last year if that makes sense mm-hmm. but um yeah uh looking forward to this class this this draft cycle is going to be fun um not to mention this might be a crazy free agency uh, yeah period we didn't talk about this but real quick before we end this episode do you guys think we just saw tom brady's last game monday night i don't think so since he I, got divorced no i don't think so either I How think much he gave up for this game. year? Yeah, I, think he, I think we saw his last game as a book. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think I, I think you're book? definitely right, Nick. Probably I the think Raiders. He could, good, he could be a good backup to uh, the next GOAT, Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give him some also, pointers. Uh, he'll, he's still probably going to make more money in the NFL than he would in uh, broadcasting, probably, right? I don't know. Well, Depends uh, what kind of pay cut he takes. I don't know either. Yeah. I. I don't think he wants to take a pay cut anymore because he 
the rumor is you guys know the rumor about how much he lost in FTX, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the rumor was what, five hundred million? Ooh. That's what about idiot. what that's about what I heard is what he lost. So he Thank you, and, Sam Bankman Freed. Yeah, with that uh he's gonna need the money now. Dude, the Raiders, if they get Brady and re-sign Jacobs and, like, draft offensive Oh, God. Line, Jesus. Their defense would suck, but who needs defense when you have that? Yeah, who knows? Brady, Adams, Jacobs. Oh, my gosh, dude. Brady to Devontae Adams would be so cool. That was the Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. got to be mad if you're Devontae. You went to Las Vegas just to play with Carr, and now Carr's yeah, and out they, the door. Yeah, they sent Carr away. What do you guys think Car goes? That's our big thing. Jets. If Lamar doesn't Jets. go there. Yeah. It's either Jets or... Uh, actually, do you think... I'd love uh, Carr on the Jets. I think he could succeed. Yeah. I think Carr still got it. I don't think Miami goes for any any other any quarterback unless they can get Lamar. So I don't know. I don't think he would go there. So I'm trying to figure out where Carr would go if he couldn't get to the Jets. I don't think they go for Lamar. As crazy as that sounds. I don't right. see it. Carr to Indianapolis would be cool. Ideally, Indies, like Indies. everyone wins in fantasy, Indy would be like probably Carr, right? And then uh, Lamar to New York. Maybe I feel like Indy's gonna. If Indy doesn't want to double down and try to move forward, they'll probably go with Carr. I don't know. The thing is, like, in, Indy's like swung and missed two years in a row on veteran QBs with insane deals. Yeah, close to. The- Top of the draft, like I feel like you should just trade up and yeah, I th- I think they're just going to move up too. Does anyone that know which receivers up. are uh, free agents this year? Uh, I can look at that right now. Ones. I know Jacoby Myers is, but that's about it. Do you guys and think Jacoby Myers is actually capable of being a wide receiver? One, I feel yeah. like he needs to be like a complimentary <laughs> there's, piece. There's no good receivers on free agency right now. Not a so one, that's... but he's a he's like a decent two. To like a really good three, I feel like. I think him on the Colts with Pittman and Pierce would be good. Like that'd be a good receiving core. Wouldn't be amazing, but I think like you could do a lot with that and have JT. Right. God, why why is the wide receiver free agency so bad? Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, DJ Chark, which I'm fairly certain DJ Chark's just gonna go back. Lions, Randall Cobb, Marvin Jones, Julio, Byron Pringle. Nicole Hardman. I don't know. Sterling Shepard would have been really good if he didn't tear his ACL at his age. Yeah. I mean, he's not super old, but like, he's like 28. 30. I thought he's 29. Maybe. Yeah, he might be 29. Might be thinking of last year. Running back free agents are crazy this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, you say sure. running back? Yeah. yeah running yeah, back's crazy. Jacobs. Saquon Barkley. Yeah. He's not leaving. There's no way. No. Resigning. Jamal Williams would be a great signing if Detroit lets him walk. They're not. I'd be surprised if they did. He's like a great locker room guy. Yeah. Miles Sanders. I didn't realize he was a free agent. <laughs> you've seen you've seen uh, Jamal Williams interviews, right? Yes. Dude's such a weeb. I love him. David Montgomery, Devin Singletary. Oh, yeah. I want the Bengals either sign or Pollard. running back. What? Oh, I'd yeah, like Pollard? a draft. Yeah. Pollard's uh, going to want that fucking bag, bro. I am 100% against running back contracts, like second contracts. Yeah. I think they yeah. earn them for sure, but 
I don't want the Bengals to give him out. I'm interested in Pollard's one because he he just I don't. This season was the only season he got like true number one usage, and he's still yeah. young enough that the use the lack of usage hasn't really damaged him too much. So I could definitely see him going for a decent contract. I don't think. Do you think the Cowboys would keep him? No. Yeah, I don't think they can give him enough money to keep him. I think they will keep. I don't know actually, just because they still have Zeke's they, contract. They still have Zeke's contract, and Pollard is going to want a big contract, and I don't think Pollard should get a good one. Yeah, Juju yeah. Smith's the only notable receiver that's going to be a free agent, in my opinion. Besides Jacoby, yeah. Do you think the Chiefs resign him? Anyone? I mean, if you don't resign Tyreek, Juju's probably going to want probably not that much, but like. 75% of that maybe so I don't I don't see how it makes sense I don't know yeah it's an interesting spot it's like I bet they might go for shark DJ shark I could see that I feel like Detroit's gonna want to keep shark as well but I don't know it was like under the radar good this year kind of kind of yeah it was and I think they're they're probably gonna keep just so they can have that uh three-headed wide receiver room for next year all right. Well, I think that's all we got for you guys today. Um, mm-hmm. uh, go Bengals. Yeah, go Bengals. Um, probably bring some more mock drafts to you soon. So that should be fun. Um, but uh, yeah, we will see you guys next time. Whopper, 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 whopper. <laughs> Junior double, triple, triple whopper. At BK, have it have your it way. way. Not a sponsor. Yeah, no, Burger not at King, all. Please sponsor us. Even though you give me like in- intestinal issues. I love the Whopper though. But it doesn't have cheat. The it burger. Che- I had a Whopper before, honestly. They're pretty I good. So rarely eat Burger King. I mean, it's basically just a burger. It's I have a theory. Just a. Burger I have a theory. Cheese. The Burger King is telling like the TV networks to specifically play like their ads. Like after like specific events, like they'll pay more money too. Like I, probably. I genuinely believe this. I'm sure they do. They probably they, pay uh, top billing for injury. They're like conditioning us. It's like they are. Thing. It's a master strategy. It's like that thing where like if you keep playing a specific sound to a dog, like it starts and like feed it after you play the sound, it like starts to salivate. Literally just uh. Jim with the Altoids. Yeah. I forget what that's called. Was that Pavlov? Yeah, that's Pavlov. Yeah, it's Pavlov. King's trying to Pavlov. Yeah. Yeah, I just always remember Shroot and uh, Jim with the Altoids. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Burger King's trying to Pavlov us and have a good day or night, whatever time you're listening to this. Maybe I'll go and get get Burger King. See ya. See ya. Nick. You forgot to say, see ya. See ya.